What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Sensei NK, back again with another video, baby. like to say thank y'all for listening, and those that, you know, are part of the, what do we, what do you call it? Not, it's not a Patreon, but, like, the people that give money for, like, every month. Yeah, you, y'all you know who I'm talking about. Shouts out to y'all. And if you want to join the group, um, I'm going to figure out a name for that, but... Yeah, it helps the podcast grow and be able to fund better things like a microphone and stuff like that. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode. And today we are with the guests. Sabrina Muhammad and Helen Muhammad. As you can tell, since they sound kind of like they're related, sisters. Oh, how y'all doing? We're good, we're good. Um, we all sound alike. We sound like two completely different people. <laughs> I just want to clarify that. I sound like this, and she's yeah. like Um, We're doing good. Coronavirus has ruined a lot of things and plans, so that's great. And, yeah, other than that, i got to be thankful for what we have, so I can't complain. Ah, correct, correct. And I wanted to reach out to y'all, talk about Ramadan, because, you know, it's that time of year. Could you could you explain more about it? Because all I know about it is that people don't, you don't cuss, you don't eat during like the day, and yeah. like things like that. So what what is um, it about? The whole purpose of Ramadan, based on my understanding, is to get closer to God and just um, also to have like a better understanding of how you should appreciate what you have and how there's people out there in the world who don't have food, who don't have water who just doesn't have, like, those necessary things that we need in our daily life, and we have that and take advantage of that. And the whole day, you don't drink water or you don't drink any food daylight till sunrise to sundown. And, yeah, it's hard. I mean, this is the first year that I'm actually fasting. The other years, I, like, fasted half day and would give up, but this is the first time I'm like, okay, I'm in quarantine, so I'm not going to see anyone eating around me, and I'm not going to have snacks, you know, in my locker, because I always have snacks in my locker. Facts. Like, I don't know, like, it's been a hard time, but, like, it's been really great, though, since I'm home with family, um... A whole bunch of Zoom calls left to right, so like that's great. <laughs> then I realized I don't have Muslim friends to connect with. How come? I go to Krista Ray. Fair enough. I went to like a kind of a really white school before that, so and my group of friends were not really cultured, so I kind of like regret that, you know. And I feel like as I'm getting older, like you need a community to like. You need a community. You can't do anything on your own. And that's what I'm realizing. And I'm like, damn, I wish I would have, like, made friends or, like, not push people away. I push a lot of people away. And, yeah. So that's how Ramadan's going for me. <laughs> how, how about you, Helen? Huh? How about you, Helen? Yeah. Um, Ramadan's going really good for me. I just really like to, like, listen to music. But I, I can't. But I've been listening to a lot of Quran, and it's actually been helping, like, my faith and, like, my soul. Um, it helped me reflect on what life is really about and, like, how this life is going to be gone in a little bit, you know? Meaning that, like, life is short, and you're going to be on, like, in the ground one day, and, yeah, you're going to be six feet underground, so you might never know when, you know? Yeah. 
to the fullest. Oof. Just making it deep again. Oof. Um, <laughs> what the... You're gonna die. You're gonna die. I'm gonna die. Oof. Oh, uh, what? One thing I remember because last year I I partook because of I had this one friend who who was like, "Hey, you should do it. You're kind of greedy." So I said, "Wow, that hurt." So I I took part in it for like the almost the whole time. I think I lasted like a few weeks, but basically I feel like the hardest. Like a whole day of fasting. Huh. You did a whole day of fasting. Yeah. Mashallah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought your plague was me when you told me. Oh no, no. If I do something, I like to do it to the fullest. Wait, no, no, no. We were selling, um, we were selling cookies or sabusas for sabusas the Yemen for Ramadan, uh, for the Yemen thing. You bought one and I saw you eat it. <laughs> you broke your fast. Oh yeah, it was for y'all though. I was supporting. <laughs> it's fine. It's but... like. Uh, <laughs> but yeah i remember like the hardest part is because like at first you don't really feel the need to do it but mm-hmm. as it goes you tend to look past yourself because i feel like if you're just looking at it like it's just me you're gonna fail you feel me yeah. so like the hardest part was not drinking water i don't know how folks right. would... it's not even the <laughs> that gets me it's not even the fact that I have to lower my gaze. Whenever I see guys, I'm like, okay, I can't look. I can't listen to music. Like, none of that. I'm like, but I can't drink water. Like, that's the hardest thing. Wait, what's what's all the rules? Because I didn't know you didn't, weren't supposed to look at the guys. I, I don't know well, about that one. you can look at the guys, but just, like, you not know, have the attention to, like, try to flirt with them. And then there's me, you know. But like, I don't know. Like, you can't listen to music. Um can't listen to music you can't cuss you can't like i don't know watch like netflix you can't watch certain stuff that talks about sex drugs and money and stuff like that and you need to like really reflect and this like the time where like you're supposed also you're supposed to like give donations like money like a percentage of your wealth if you don't have money you need to serve okay right so like this is the time if you haven't like it's mandatory like you go serve your community or you give money to a charity and you need to research like you know so there's a lot of rules but i can't think of them like right okay. on top of my head okay i feel you um okay so you can't listen to music right you can't listen to uh, drugs sex all that stuff is, right, is stuff. yeah is it because like listening to that th- those type of things those well bad things quote-unquote does that shape is it because it shapes the way you think yeah, and it weakens your iman, which is your faith, right? Iman means faith in Arabic. And it changes your character also, your akhlaq. So the way, the people that also, you surround yourself with, the things that you listen to, that shapes you in a way of form. So that's the whole reason too. I also really like like not watching movies and about like drug or like bad stuff because um you get to reflect on yourself and um you think about your community more because after ramadan the likelihood that you're gonna help your community like every other day is is not gonna be realistic or you um not watching bad stuff is not gonna be realistic so yeah right after ramadan but the whole point of ramadan also like you know your Ramadan was successful if you start creating habits, right? When you leave out of Ramadan with habits, for example, 
um, last Ramadan, I did not pray five days, five times a day consistently. And if I did, it was never on time. It was on my <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I know I heard the prayer on my phone, but I'm going to pray in 25 minutes after this one episode. But like, <laughs> and then like Ramadan shapes you like, you need like 20 something days to build a habit, I believe. Okay. 26. And if you do it consistently during Ramadan, the end of Ramadan, you continue that after Ramadan. And that's the goal. Like, that's literally the goal to be thankful for what you have and to create habits that will follow you throughout your life. So, and every Ramadan, you need to have a goal to of reading the holy book. Like every, some people can read the entire holy book throughout the month of Ramadan. And then there's me who's like, I've struggled to read Arabic my entire life. So I'm just going to read the first chapter, the first two chapters, the entire Ramadan and like make sure that I know how to pronounce stuff correctly and memorize the first chapter. I feel like it's not more about memorizing and like reciting it. It's more about the meaning. Yeah. You have to, um, you have to like actually read it. Because it's actually going to help you during Ramadan. Yeah, that's a lot of, especially in the East African community, people fail to realize they need to learn how to understand what the hell they're reading. They're just reading to read. That's what, also a problem what is, for Arab speakers. Okay. Um, what the, is in the book? Like, what's in, like, the... Stories, lessons, how to live, like, a good How life. to live through your life. Literally, the way of life is in the book book. there's also um there's um there's actually like really cool stuff about the ground i was reading this article and it said like um like there's facts in the quran that were like i don't know how to explain it like there's facts in the ground that was like proven in like 2020 for example like halal like you know what halal is right i do not Okay, so halal food, the way, the reason why Muslims don't eat non-halal food is because of the way that you slaughter the animal okay. and the way you treat the animal, right? So a lot of Americans, we treat our animals horribly. We kill them literally in, in front of their eyes. They know they're going to die. Um, and we don't say bismillah. Like, that's literally the only thing, though, right? Halal is not is nothing special except the way you treat the animal and the way you slaughter it, right? And so there was a study actually done that said that the reason why more people are getting stressed and having more anxiety is because of what they eat. People are literally what they eat. The way that we treat our animals, we consume that too. And in the Quran, it has said multiple times, we need to treat our animals, right? You can't kill them in front of every, like all the other cows. You put them in a separate place and just like slaughter it ASAP, like just go all the way through, don't section it out, you know? And so that's an example, I think what Alan was trying to say. There's a lot, like a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wait, going back to what you said about the... Wait, so... Arab? The non-Arab speakers? Yeah. Um, basically, there's a huge problem. A huge problem in people not understanding what the hell they're reading, what they're saying. For example, when you pray, you say Allahu Akbar, right? And you start reading, like, Surah Al-Fatiha or any other surahs. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're reading. They're just saying words in Arabic, and that's a huge issue. 
And I feel like that's part of the reason why young people leave Islam because they don't know what they're reading. All they know is that they need to memorize this because of culture stuff, you know, at a certain age, you need to go to Madrasa, which is like weekend school where you learn the holy book and learn Arabic. And like, there's just like a culture pressure. And especially for boys, they memorize that, bro. They getting money, they getting attention. Like everybody, like. Is it like a highly craved thing in a community? Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. And the problem is people don't know what they're reading. And that's my biggest issue right and ramadan is basically to understand what the quran is actually about because a lot of non-arab speakers they just read to read and it's sad because they don't understand the true meaning of islam and they tend to say things that are very hypocritical or like say that this thing is in the quran when really it isn't it's just culture yeah uh i feel like a lot of people nowadays confuse culture with religion Hell yeah, especially East Africans. What, what does that mean? Like, let's just say, if they say, okay, um, I need an example. You got an example? Like, culture versus religion. Like, I don't know, like, that you need to get married at a certain age. That's not true. You, or, you have to get married. Like, you don't have to get married, but, like, Marriage is um, having, like, a spouse is half of your dean, right? And, mm-hmm. like, you need to try to accomplish that in your life, right? And pass that. But, like, people think that you have to at a certain age. Like, by the time you're 25, like, it's over for you. Like, you know? And people <laughs> don't understand that. Like, it's not, religiously, it's not like that. No. A girl can go get her education. She can do whatever the hell she wants. But, like, or obviously there's restrictions. A better example but would yeah. be, like, um, let's just say if a guy was acting like a, a girl. Mm-hmm. and um, But they're, like, straight. And, like, they would probably say, like, oh, in the Quran it says that no one can act. Or, like, like wear a boy And they act like a, like a boy acting like a girl. But that's not true. It's just, like, their culture. Oh, and then they're reinforcing it with the... Okay, I feel yeah. you. I feel yeah. you. That's... Yeah, there's a big difference in people not understanding culture and religion. Okay. What is things that you lose and gain during this time? I definitely have gained more confidence in myself because, like, this is the first time I'm doing this, right? And... I'm doing this kind of like with just my sister and my mom, but like I'm learning, I have more confidence in myself, meaning like in my identity, making sure I know what Islam is all about and making sure that I know the five pillars of Islam and just try to make sure I know the foundations because I am going to go off to college where there won't be people like me and I need to know who I am, you know? That's Wait, where you I'm- end up going? I'm going to Bates. Hey, clap, 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 yeah. clap, 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 clap. So I'm going to move all the way to Maine. Oof. That's, yeah. So you just so, said, fuck the you, huh? Wow, that's crazy. I only have to pay two grand, and it's a mini Ivy League school. So I'm, I'm really proud of her. She's going so much. My mom is train. not happy. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. You're leaving the home. <laughs> Okay, I thought you were gonna leave home, but not the state. I was like, 
I got accepted to Duke in China, I was going to leave the country. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's crazy. How about yeah. you, Helen? What was the question again? What What's one thing that you gained? Gained or lost? Or lost? Um, one thing that I gained was like understanding the meaning of life, like truly. What, what's the meaning? Like, just like analyzing that, that, um, that like you're here in this world for a reason and you need to like. All right, three, two, and one. Um, I have learned that, um, that this life is like, is really short and I have to do the things that I love before this life like goes away. And then something that I lost was I lost some friends that I thought were really bad examples. And I thought it was good for me to just like, like distance, distance them because they didn't really give me a good example. Wow. How do you, okay. How do you know when to let go of like an old friend or something? Oh. I could definitely tell you that in 0.5 seconds. You know, from the start, this is the thing. People make mistakes. When you, especially when you enter high school, people make the mistake of like just trying to make friends ASAP, right? Everyone wants to be friends and have their group and have people they want to sit by. The reality is you need to chill and just sit back and watch how things go. And no one does that. And I think that's a huge problem. Everybody wants to fit in, especially when they when they enter high school and you know when to cut off people when they're never happy for you or they don't encourage you or they don't push you for example for my friends i know i only have two good friends <laughs> i only have two good friends <laughs> and they push me they help me with my homework they motivate me and when they they check my grades too and they're like mm -mm, you could do better than this or they they'll clown me and that'll motivate me i'm like yeah I need to get my ish together, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, if you don't have people like that, you know they're not for you. You know that you can use them for other things, you know? Like, you, the thing is, don't create enemies for no reason. That's, Re that's very reasonable. Don't just create a... Don't start a hate group. But just you also you hate them. I feel like if you hate someone, you should distance them. But, yeah. I mean... Personally, I don't. If I know somebody doesn't like me, I keep them close so they can see what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> I don't. If oh. someone like really bad stuff on social media, yeah, I just girl, block them. I'm like, I'm I don't want to see your stuff. Just like bye. Wow. Like if she sees people like smoking weed or doing nothing with their life, she's like, okay. Or if someone posts too much, I'm like, I don't want to see your boring life. Wow. Fair enough. Um, one quote that I remember off of one quote I remember that you said of never making enemies, it's ah be be willing to Oh to don't make any enemies because you might have to kiss the hand that leads to the arm that leads to the butt that you have to kiss tomorrow. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like just don't just don't walk around and be like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Even though I do that, but like I say it in a jokingly way and people really think I'm not joking most of the time. Wow. You're fake. And then, <laughs> well, uh, 
opposite. I will be nice to you, but I won't talk to you that often. You're respect. You're just respectful. Uh, I'm respectful. She's yeah. You, you're not. You're, you're just, just not. Oh, don't forget to follow their. What, what do y'all do? What Instagrams? What, say y'all Instagrams, Snapchats, all that. Um, her YouTube channel is Helen Muhammad, and my Instagram is Sabrina underscore the coolest. For you, um, make a YouTube too. I don't make a YouTube. It's just her. I have channel. a um YouTube channel Instagram. It's called It's Helen. Um, it's underscore Helen sixteen. So yeah. Pretty much it. What do you post on there? Um, I just post pictures, but um, it's all about her YouTube channel and just trying to grow it. And then I give like sneak peeks of what I'm going to post or whenever we go on a meagle and talk to strangers. It's really hilarious. Oh my gosh, a kid was picking his burger and I told him to eat it and I heard a crunch. <laughs> he was like six and she dared him. And wow, like, you're evil. <laughs> I know, people are wilding on Omega. It's actually crazy. What is your plan for your YouTube channel? Because I know a lot of people in this past, like, month, everyone has a YouTube channel, and I refuse, <laughs> I refuse to put my energy into all y'all. You feel me? Yeah, so, I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been trying to upload, like, twice a week, but me and Sabrina have been really busy because we volunteer. Why? We make um, pack lunches for people. And my mom works at a hospital literally across the street from us, and they, like, give out free food to, like, the homeless or, like, people who come by. Is it? Okay. One thing I've noticed about people who volunteer, is it for you to feel better? Feel does it, Does it for you to feel good, or is it for the others? No. I do it because um, if my community thrives, I thrive too. Okay. If people that are, like, not that wealthy are actually doing good, that um, that makes my community so much better, you know? Because we have, like... No, the way I think about it, the, the reason I do it personally is because it's just part of who I am. <laughs> you, know, you know who I am, though. I'm such a community-focused person. That's and, true. Like, social justice and like as you know like you'll learn from people too i used to work at a hospital last year um for my cwsp job i worked at hennepin healthcare and i've seen a lot of homeless people and just a lot of people who just were struggling and i used to pass out food bags to them and you hear interesting stories like people don't just become homeless because they want to like things happen they stumble on things and it also illustrates how the social justice like how the criminal justice system has failed people how there's intersection like problems in the state of minnesota and there needs to be intersection solutions and no one understands that especially for black women the eviction rate has skyrocketed and is getting worse in minnesota especially in minneapolis like so many single mothers are going are on the streets like, especially in 2019. Like, last April, May-ish. That, it's just been getting really bad. Yeah, and it's sad to hear that. So that's the reason why I do it, you know? I want to be a human rights lawyer. I want to work in my community. I want to be a politician one day back here in Minnesota. Maybe, hopefully in the UN, because I can't stay here my entire life. 
people. Okay, I feel you. I feel. Oh, which one of y'all was one that uh, talked to Elon Omar? We both did. Oh, how's that? It was good. I helped with her campaign when in 2016 when she first ran in my well, district. So Okay, thanks. <laughs> Wait, what did you do? What do you mean you I, helped? I helped with her campaign. Uh, basically, I just knocked on people's doors and kind of told them what she was all about and her goals and how just who she is and just sharing who she is. It was really hard, though. You thought East Africans would support her, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were the most critical people. <laughs> like, listen, family will be there through hardship, right? They're your biggest critics. They're your biggest, you know, hater and supporter. So, like, the way I looked at it at the end, I was like, y'all some haters, but y'all voted for her at the end. She just had to prove herself. But, like, that's what she had to do in the real world, though. When she went ran for Congress, that was, like, five times worse. She had to do with all I believe white you. people. And I was like, but the thing is, that was experience, you know? Mm-hmm. That, so it was great. And also, it taught me that uh, you're going to deal with a whole bunch of crazy people and people who will tell you this is not your place and <laughs> your place is in the kitchen. Yet, they don't know that I don't know how to cook. So, <laughs> I feel like it comes from a lot of self-hate. You feel me? Especially yeah. since, especially if they look like you. I feel like it's a lot of self-hate that's been like pushed on the no, media I and stuff like that. Support her, and I was like, especially, you know, they just bring up culture and religion and like that's why a lot of like east africans that i've encountered with they've said like she's such a bad role model she support like policies that are against islam and i'm just like yeah this is what i mean called not arabic speakers they don't understand the meaning of the quran so that is an issue like that creates issues like there you know what i mean so that kind of sucks. Being a black Muslim woman, woman, how how do you see the world, and how does the world see you? I feel like every day I walk out, I have three strikes. I'm black. I'm a woman, and I got a hijab sometimes. But like people know I'm Muslim. They just know. Mm-hmm. I have the look, the way I dress. My mom, because I always got my mom right by my side. <laughs> you know, she everywhere with me. So that's how I. I feel like the world looks at me. But the way I look at the world is just like, okay, how am I going to... I have goals in my life. I, this is what I want to do. How am I going to get there? That's that's what I'm focusing right now, especially now that I'm going to college. This is like, okay, I just finesse these people thinking that I am smart <laughs> and they paid $5,000 worth of my tuition. Okay, I will take this opportunity. I will run with it and help my people and they think i'm gonna come back and help them on campus no they thought <laughs> very much america you have gave me a really great education i'm never coming back <sighs> that's the way i look at it i feel you i feel how about you ellen sorry i just like doze off but what's the question again basically basically being a black muslim woman how do you see the world and how does the world see you and does it affect how you live day to day? Um, I guess, like, the people around me are, like, not really cultured besides, like, Christian Ray students, but I don't hang out with them. But I feel like 
the world might view me as in like the victim. I don't I don't think a victim, Serena, but like Threat? I feel like the world is black and white. Like everyone just lives one way and then okay. like I'm just, just like this color and like this bright color and everyone could just see see that I'm different than everyone else, you know? And I feel like the world just views me as different. But yeah. Wow. Wait, um Sabrina, I remember um at Crystal Ray one day, uh you had um a presentation? A presentation talking about colorism. I feel like that takes a toll on how women, especially um what I classify. Um yeah, okay, I'll stick to just you you being a Muslim and stuff like that. Does does colorism play a big part into how you're seen? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Um, the lighter you are, the more respected, the more maybe, um, what's the right words? Like, you see more educated, you see more like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, you just get a vibe. And like, it's hard to, you get compared as well you know girls we get compared no matter what we do no matter what we say we get compared so like colorism plays a significant role of how you see yourself like that's why a lot of like like the study that i conducted it was about how colorism affects young black girls in minneapolis and like it was surprising how it affected young black girls dating life how they view themselves how they thought other people viewed them and like how it was like how they used to use bleaching creams to get to become lighter never went out in the sun so like that's definitely played like a huge role in my life as well has affected me because like also like what you see on tv all the princesses that i watched were white and had straight hair how many times have i asked my mom for a relaxer she's like "Mm -mm, this is not happening i'm like i want straight hair like i was 100% 100% sure. I'm like, thank God you never allowed my dumb self to do this because <laughs> I like my hair now and it's really pretty. So, yeah. But definitely, I just wish it was... I grew up in a different environment as well with different friends. I feel you. I feel you. Um, one thing that I've noticed, especially when I watch TV, is people who of darker skin tone are always the villain. Actually. And literally in all movies, and I feel like that that plays a part in especially young black women like the self hate that they get that they start to accumulate over the years, especially when they let's say as you said go out dating right mm-hmm. the self hate that's already put into them as well it's as you well gonna what? be black women have to ask themselves every time they see a guy like the first things first they see a cute guy they're like, wait, does he like black girls? That's like the first thing we think about. Not like, does he find us attractive? It's like, does he have a type, especially for like a mixed complexion or a darker complexion? That's the first thing we ask ourselves. And I think that's crazy because I used to think that too. And my friends did too. Like when I did the study, like almost everyone said that. The first thing they think about is like, when, especially when they see like a dude with like lighter complexion. Big man! Dark skinned niggas, like, they are the biggest, like, hypocrites. I'm like, I'm just like, 
I love y'all, but just stop acting like you're better than us. So it's like hard. Do you think that is just, it's not actually there. That's just an idea that's implanted in your own mind, in your own mind. Yeah, I think it's something that was implanted in our heads as a young girl growing up and just like, just seeing where pop culture, like just looking at pop culture is always light skin, mixed girls, nice hair, wavy hair, loose curls, you know, that's how we grew up. Okay, I'm about to stop y'all real quick. One. Um, okay. So back to what I was saying. I was saying that um, is it just an idea that black men don't like black women? Is that just an idea that you put on yourself? Or do you feel like that's an actual, like, true idea to have? Yeah, I definitely think it's a real thing because I understand people have preferences, right? So, like, that makes sense. Everybody has, like, a preference. You can't walk around and be like, I don't have a type. Everybody has a type. So that's something I have to acknowledge. But at the same time, I like, a lot of, like, the black men that I've encountered or, like, try to talk to, all of them have been, like, I don't like black women, even though their mama is black. Like, maybe my skin tone or, like, even darker. I'm just like, what makes you think that, like, I don't know, like, it's not even like you're not my type it's like i don't like black women period that's the thing that bothers me it's not even like i want to know more about you i want to like let's see if we can even be friends but it's like oh since i don't like black women we should just leave it as that you know like let's not even like put effort in this friendship or relationship or whatever so that's kind of sad that's what i meant to say do you feel like okay were they like sub suburban quotation mark quotation mark? Yeah, kinda. And in Minneapolis dudes, you know, it's just like South High. Oh, Rumble. so it's like so it's like a wide range then. Yeah, it is a wide range. Wow. And I'm just out here like this is curious like this is interesting. But like when I went to Massachusetts this summer for Smith white guys were just loving melon like they wanted like chocolate they just wanted to just, like the thing is you need to acknowledge that other races or other men would want they want to fuck us but they don't want to know us they don't want a relationship with us right so it's just like it's kind of like hard like either it's a lose-lose situation it's like black men don't really like us and then there's like white men or like mixed guys who were like oh i want to just experiment because apparently it's the trend black women are trendy now like girls and all that <laughs> like oh, okay well honestly in, in my experience i feel like it switched mm-hmm. like it's more like not really like just mashing black women it's more like you i tend to see that you more tend to marry black women than it is to like marry marry white women or something like that or like other ethnicities because like um i saw a chart it was like the more money like they make right the more money like a black man makes that's the more likelihood that they're gonna marry a black another black woman mm-hmm. so i'm saying is it just because they're young then yeah see that's another thing there's a lot of things to consider because when you're a teenager, you just try to have fun. You just try to experiment. You try to live your life. 
commitment is not your thing, right? You just wilding. So like, I don't know. It's kind of hard. And I, don't, I honestly don't. <laughs> Do you have another question? Oh, and then lastly, um, last part. Hey, y'all, if you're still here, make sure you leave, like, a five stars. Uh, hit the um, this button. There's a donate button. Hit that motherfucker. <laughs> Give anything you can. Uh, leave five stars. Yada, yada, yada. Tell your friends. Mwah. And last but not least, we've been at home all this time. How are y'all doing? I'm doing great. I mean, I've been running a lot and reflecting. It's been really fun, and she's been taking those bike things, so I never work out. If you know me, I never work out. I'd rather die than work <laughs> out, and she's been taking me biking, like, we bike, like, 10 miles a day, and I'm here, like, <gasps> this is a workout for the year. I'm never doing this again. It's super. She likes working out. Yeah. Also, check out my YouTube channel again. Yeah. It's also really funny. Um, what is it called? It's called Helen Mohammed, spelled H E L E N space and then M O H A M E D. If you guys are listening, yeah, and okay, and also, do you feel like it's good that we're reopening? <sighs> no, yes, and no. Okay, so, when economy standpoint, we have to reopen, right? Who's gonna be pat? Like, where are we going to have the money to pay people to stay home, right? Mm-hmm. All these checks, like, where are they going to come from? But at the same time, the people who are getting affected, the people who are dying from COVID-19 are black men. They're taking our black money. Yeah, especially in New York. They're taking our black men through incarcerating them. They're taking our black men through um, injustices in every system. And this is another example. Like, my mom is a medical interpreter, and she told me how, like, when she interprets for people nurses don't take them seriously like when she interprets over the phone they're like i have this and this and this symptoms like is this like COVID 19 they're like well it's probably just the flu like they don't take us seriously you know but at the same time people are struggling mentally at home if you tell people stay home another month they're not gonna stay home let's be honest that is true over this (laughs) so it's like it's better to have precautions and just be aware that y'all have to wear face masks, gloves, do all, you know. And they need to pass that out. Because there's people who don't have access to it. And they're getting expensive. That is, so, that is true. Oh, I'm happy and sad. And last but not least, uh, how do you feel that you're like, prom- how do you feel like your senior year? How do you feel like your senior year? Like, do you, how's you doing? We were actually planning to go to prom together. But now it's canceled. Oh. Yeah, but it's okay because you know I didn't really have a lot of friends. Your class was the only class that I was kind of close with, and y'all left right. So like the whole Kairos experience was great because of y'all. And then when my Ignite team were leading it, I was like, oh no, like it's gonna be tough because our class were so divided, and like I was so stressed out, like bringing us together. Our whole Ignite team was so stressed out about it. And we're all struggling, but I was like, you know what? They got us canceled because I didn't want to do anything. Like, <laughs> y'all are practicing dances too. Like, I so she wants to go three hours to just practice like one dance move, and now I can't even do it. I didn't even want to go to prom. She wanted to go to prom, but it's okay. 
But at least I got a lot of TikTok followers that like my dance moves, so. And graduation, <laughs> I didn't want to go, so it's okay. Why not? I, was, I don't know, like, it's just, uh, uh, at the time where I decided that I, I didn't want to go graduation was at a time where I got denied from, like, my top 10 schools and all the scholarships <laughs> that I applied to. And I was so salty. I was like, ah, Christopher ain't helped me. All I did was like, apply for this and dream big. Y'all tell me to dream big and I didn't get anywhere. And, and Father JP was just sitting down and having conversations with me, but I was like not like going. Plus I put, like I booked a ticket to Ethiopia the same day for the graduation. It was and so for the mass and Dubai, yeah, we're gonna go to Dubai. And for the graduation mass, I used the excuse that it's Ramadan, so I can't be there because I'm gonna be hungry. And Father JP bought that, so like I was gonna skip it all together, but it's okay, it got canceled. Wow. So like overall, I'm not mad that senior year got canceled. I'm actually quite happy. I just like really miss my teachers. Like I never really found community within my classmate, but within my teachers. They're definitely my teacher. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. All right, y'all. Thanks for stopping by, having a little talkity talk, and yeah, hope you're doing good. Oh yeah, and if you've listened all the way through, follow me on Instagram at Sensei NK, and me on Snapchat at Sensei NK, uh, Twitter Sensei NK. I be telling jokes. I tell all the jokes, and then lastly, uh, I might do TikTok, but I don't know because like you know, it's it's kind of cringy but you know it is what it is all right thanks for listening goodbye bye